The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. My family thinks I'm crazy. A podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that I give them in a shady. But every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. The hollow earth, UFOs, aliens, and painting. And they don't want to hear it. They're just like, oh, here we go, Mark. <laughs> Off again with your... Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, and it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. You know, just tell your whole podcast. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? Africa is the world's second largest and second most populous continent after Asia. At about 30.3 million square kilometers, including adjacent islands, it covers 20% of Earth's land area and 6% of its total surface area. With 1.4 billion people as of 2021, it accounts for about 18% of the world's human population. Africa's population is the youngest among all the continents. The median age in 2012 was 19 years old, when the worldwide median age was 30. Despite a wide range of natural resources, Africa is the least wealthy continent per capita and the second least wealthy by total wealth ahead of Oceania. Scholars have attributed this to different factors including geography, climate, tribalism, colonialism, the Cold War, neo-colonialism, lack of democracy, and corruption. Despite this low concentration of wealth, recent economic expansion, and the large and young population make Africa an important economic market in the broader global context. The history of Africa is long, complex, and has often been underappreciated by the global historical community. Africa, particularly Eastern Africa, is widely accepted as the place of origin of humans and the hominid clad. The earliest hominids and their ancestors have been dated to around 7 million years ago, and Homo sapiens is believed to have originated in Africa around 350,000 to 260,000 years ago. Africa is considered by anthropologists to be the most genetically diverse continent as a result of being the longest inhabited. Early human civilizations such as ancient Egypt and Carthage emerged in North Africa, following a subsequent long and complex history of civilizations, migration, and trade. Africa hosts a large diversity of ethnicities, cultures, and languages. 
languages. The last 400 years have witnessed an increasing European influence on the continent, starting in the 16th century. This was driven by trade, including the trans-Indian and transatlantic slave trades, which created large African diaspora populations across the world. From the late 19th century to the early 20th century, European nations colonized almost all of Africa, reaching a point when only Ethiopia and Liberia were independent polities. Most present states in Africa emerged from a process of decolonization following World War II. Today we speak with a young man who was born and raised in Kenya. Kenya is the seventh most populated country in Africa and the 28th in the world. Kenya's earliest inhabitants were hunter-gatherers like the present-day Hazda people. According to archaeological dating of associated artifacts and skeletal material, Cushitic speakers first settled in Kenya's lowlands between 3,200 and 1,300 BC, a phase known as the Lowland Savanna Pastoral Neolithic. Nilotic-speaking pastoralists began migrating from present-day South Sudan into Kenya around 500 BC. Bantu people settled at the coast and the interior between 250 BC and 500 AD. The Kenyan coast has served a host to communities of iron workers and Bantu subsistence farmers, hunters, and fishers who supported the economy with agriculture, fishing, metal production, and trade with foreign countries. These communities formed the earliest city-states in the region and were collectively known as Anzania. By the first century CE, many of the city-states such as Mombasa, Malindi, and Zanzibar began to establish trading relations with Arabs. This led to the increased economic growth of the Swahili states, the introduction of Islam, Arabic influences on the Swahili Bantu language, cultural diffusion, as well as the Swahili city-states becoming members of larger trade networks. Many historians had long believed that the city-states were established by Arab or Persian traders, but archaeological evidence has led scholars to recognize the city-states as an indigenous development which, though subjected to foreign influence due to trade, retained a Bantu cultural core. DNA evidence has found that Swahili people were of mixed African and Asian, particularly Persian, ancestry. The Kilwa Sultanate was a medieval sultanate centered at Kilwa in modern-day Tanzania. At its height, its authority stretched over the entire length of the Swahili coast, including Kenya. Since this 10th century, rulers of the Kilwa would go on to build elaborate coral mosques and introduce copper coinage. European contact began in 1500 AD with the Portuguese Empire, and effective colonization of Kenya began in the 19th century during the European exploration of the interior. Modern-day Kenya emerged from a protectorate established by the British Empire in 1895 and the subsequent Kenya colony, which began in 1920. Numerous disputes between the UK and the colony led to the Mau Mau Revolution, which began in 1952, and the Declaration of Independence in 1963. After independence, Kenya remained a member of the Commonwealth of Nations. The current constitution was adopted in 2010 and replaced the 1963 independence constitution. Kenya is a presidential representative democratic republic in which elected officials represent the people and the president is the head of state and government. Kenya is a member of the United Nations, the Commonwealth, World Bank, IMF, COMISA, International Criminal Court, as well as other international organizations. With a GNI of 1,840, Kenya is a lower middle income economy. 
Kenya's economy is the second largest in Eastern and Central Africa after Ethiopia, with Nairobi serving as a major regional commercial hub. And today, we speak with one of the millions of young people in Africa full of hope and ambition for the future of their home. William Musungu of Wazumi TV joins me, Mystic Mark, here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this conversation with William Musungu. Things are a little bit tough, but we do trust in the process. Then we have this online TV, of course, Wamuzi TV KE. So that is all in Wamuzi Media. All right. Cool. I'm glad. Yes. Glad to to learn more about that. And I'm really happy to have you here with me on my podcast. I'm curious, you know, more so about uh, your worldview, you know, and especially it from the point of view of uh, your the media and the general, you know, perspective of people in Africa, because I think in in America, we have a very biased view of what's going on in the rest of the world. And uh, yeah. yeah, for me, you know, growing up, I was uh, first, I first saw Africa through a cousin of mine, someone who um, he was a photographer and he went to Kenya and he went to Zambia. He went to Botswana. He went to a bunch of countries in South Central Africa to take pictures of elephants and zebra and all different types of wildlife. And uh, I was only like three, four, five years old around that age when I when I saw these pictures, you know, and this is in the 90s. So I couldn't go on the Internet and look up pictures like this. And he, he came back with these big, beautiful pictures of elephants and just beautiful, beautiful animals out in the in the Serengeti or the Savannah. I mean, it just, for, for me as a kid, it just, it filled my mind with all these questions. Like, and ever since I've been, you know, uh, it's on my list of places to visit Africa for sure. Yes. But, yeah. You are, you are welcome. You're welcome always because um, it's a, it's a great place to come and visit. You enjoy, look at, uh, you go and enjoy to the, uh, to the, to the, to the zoo, you look at the animals, <laughs> at the coast. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, go uh, I want to go out in the bush. I want to see the animals where they live. Yes. Well, well, it's there. It's there. And also I I, I was very curious on uh, what uh, is the it, 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 as in uh, uh, let me say um, is it daytime or uh, or night? Oh, yeah, it's uh it's the middle of the day. Okay. Yeah, one one on p.m. My side, on my side, it is nine p.m. Uh, in the evening. Oh, thank you for staying up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> you know, in Africa, in Africa, people people do like sleeping, uh, starting from seven p.m. Oh wow, you, you guys go to bed early. Yeah, people go go to bed early, wake up early. You see, so people have their start start doing their business early. Huh. Well, I uh, yeah, but. I apologize if I'm taking you off your normal schedule, but uh, 
but I'm real I'm real grateful to to have you here and I want to ask you some questions about um well so you you it seems like with African media um there's not a lot of perspective from Africans themselves like I a lot of times I'll see you know places like Russia TV giving stories about Africa or the BBC. Uh, what's the media landscape like in Africa? Are there a lot of uh, African-owned media companies? Yeah, of course. Uh, in Africa, uh, you know, a lot of Africans are uh, they're more, can I say civilized or can I say how? How can I uh, uh, talk about it? And it, they, they are not that much, uh, uh, much, coming up with their own projects or thinking or becoming uh, uh, becoming more uh, creative about their projects, about their things that they want to do. Uh, a lot of media media services, of course, are being brought by this, uh, of course, U.S., the, the, the you guys from U.S., uh, from Turkey, from uh, 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 France, from Germany, you see BBC. BBC, I think it's coming from U.S., uh, there is this um, CNN, uh, there is this France 24. But of course, also we have this personal uh, personal media, like there is KT24, uh, there is uh, Citizen TV, there is NTV, uh, there is, uh, I'm talking about the national national media houses that have grown, that, uh, that uh, are very, very known, or uh, can I say, widely known in, mm. in Kenya or in East Africa. Then when you come in Africa, there is Al Jazeera, of course. There is, um, uh, I only know of Al Jazeera that is uh, really common in Africa. But uh, the rest, I don't think so if they are really personal from Africa, but they are from other parts of the country being brought by uh, these uh, British people, these uh, Asians, and so forth and so on. Right, right. It it seems it seems to me like um, you know globalism has affected yes. Africa more possibly than any other continent. Um, yes. You know, many African nations seem to be. Uh, you know, working with other countries and in in positions that are, you know, not optimal, right? Aside from maybe South Africa, which seems to be, you know, getting up there with Brazil, Russia, China, you know, making this uh, agreement for the BRICS nation. Um, yes. But it does seem like many African countries are sort of... Uh, um, you know, secondary to maybe like a colonial state still. Is that very, is yes. that, you know, the, the truth it has the, the government kind of shifted to, uh, corporate control the same way it is in, in other parts of the world where these corporations have kind of taken over the role that colonial government used to take? Yes, of course. Um, about the colonial, the colon, the, the colony, uh, or the can I say the term is really uh, uh, I'm forgetting the term, but let me just say during the uh, from the period of uh, colonial colon, colon, <laughs> let, let, let me just say colon, uh, colony 
since independence, uh, Africa majorly, mm, I can just say they have uh, they have uh, really come up with uh, these countries, or they have really tied up with these other countries, uh, and of course, uh, I don't see a, a big difference when the the the, the colonial people left Africa because there is just a little bit uh, a difference when you come to maybe job opportunities maybe you come to uh, uh, called our freedom you see there is their freedom and also uh, yeah I think I can just uh, maybe if you can uh, repeat the statement again no i i should clarify my question because you know you're in in kenya right so you know africa is a very large place you don't i i don't expect you to speak for every single country but you know just from a perspective of a kenyan person you know you've had the Mm -hmm. portuguese the germans the british all these different countries have come to kenya and have taken what they want, have have caused problems, and uh, and and eventually in the mid twentieth century. And I don't know that a lot of Americans even know this, but Kenya fought for its independence. There was an uprising, and even people from America went to Kenya to help in the fight. Uh, African born, African American people went to Kenya. Um, to join in in the cause but yeah it's it's interesting to think you know even after independence um many countries including kenya have these relationships with larger countries that in my opinion seem to be exploitative and i I guess my question to you is you know from the ground you know being living there is that your experience that these countries that seem uh, they, they seem to be exploiting um, Kenya and, and other countries. Yeah, of course. Yeah, now I've gotten the point. Uh, talking about uh, uh, these other countries with uh, Kenya, of course, I can just talk about Kenya and some parts of uh, Africa. Uh, when you look at uh, the, 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 the ground, how, how or on our side, I can say this: uh, the, uh, the the other countries have really helped uh, Africa, of course, in growing economically, in growing uh, digitally. Of course, technology, technology, of course, technology is brought by uh, these people from US, people from uh, uh, China, people from uh, France. There, there is these motor vehicles, motorbikes, uh, so forth and so on. And also, yeah, they've 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 made that a great uh, impact with uh, Africa, and uh, I think it has just really changed uh, Africa from the becoming poor. And now, as you see, there is this technology, there is this uh, road road network, of course, communication, etc. So. When you're talking about the exploits that they have done in Africa, it is very, very, very awesome because um, 
since the independence, we have not seen any trouble with uh, technology. We have not seen any trouble. I can just talk it about about it uh, positively. But there is, of course, there is negative uh, negative attitudes, uh, or of course, negative uh, uh, things about the, uh, uh, the 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 European Europeans or also the Asians coming to Kenya or coming to Africa, uh, coming to uh, to take over the. The, the the things from Africa or like the gold mining like the resources yeah uh, yeah resources exactly coming to take the resources going to yeah come up with the finished products of course uh, there are some other of course um, uh, disadvantage about it uh, the one thing that uh, I can say or the one disadvantage that I can say is uh, a lot of people complain more about uh, these resources being taken out and being uh, then sold to us in an expensive way, like uh, let's say uh, gold. When these people come mine gold, take gold there uh, at the African na- or, or they are at their nation, then they come up with the finished product like the watch, like the the the, the I can talk about the wrists. The wrists, uh, I think you know the jewels, jewelry materials. Diamonds, yes, of uh, course. Yes, and they come. They are expensive in Kenya. They are expensive in Africa, and yet these are the raw materials produced from Africa. So that's the one point or one disadvantage that uh, many people complain from the European uh, European nations. Uh, that they come and take the resources, they go uh, make finished product and sell, come to sell to us the ex- in an expensive way uh, that Africans cannot uh, cannot uh, manage to buy the materials, uh, the finished or the finished product. So, and also what I can add on uh, African or European Union uh, or European countries coming to. Uh, to, to 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 remove the the civilization in Africa, I can say it has also it has given us that a uh, uh, push. Can I say a push, or uh, it has given us that opportunity to grow up from where we were to somewhere. I can just say uh, the European people they they come they came and open our minds. They came and show us the way how we can earn more or extra because the thing that I really, really liked is about earning online. You know, when you talk about earning online, this impact was brought by the European people and uh, Africans didn't know, didn't know about earning online, like earning dollars, earning euros. They didn't, they, we didn't know, but for now, a person can earn online with the dollars, the euros, and also change their lives. Of course, change their living standards. Uh, uh, change their, of course, their education, right, and so forth and so on. Well, and and, yeah. and even make a, a conversation like this possible, you know. And I I'm really yes. grateful again uh, at the opportunity because so much of what we in the West, hear about the rest of the world is filtered through the media, it's filtered through government, it's filtered through the corporates, 
control. So I have to ask you, as we're on the subject of, you know, uh, government intervening in uh, the resources in Africa, oftentimes uh, maybe to compensate for this feeling of guilt that these same companies will invest in uh, NGOs, these big groups that, that offer uh, what's supposed to be charity to poor and, and disenfranchised people in the communities that are affected by things like pollution, things like resource exploitation, conflict, war. You know, the, there are groups that tell us in the rest of the world, oh, don't worry, send us your money, we'll help them. And oftentimes yes. it seems like the money gets sent to these people but they don't actually help the the poor people that they're supposed to be helping. They they just sort of uh, pretend like Very they true. do. Very true. Coming to that point, you know, Africa is just an uh, another uh, another very very uh, interesting uh, place or area. When you when you come to Africa, you can uh, of course uh, the beauty of nature and so forth and so on can make you uh, think that Africa is a better nation. But when you come deep inside, you find that Africa has people who who are really suffering uh, on the ground, on the real ground. Leave alone the government officials, leave alone the people who have made their life like a shortcut, like coming up with, uh, you know, I think, you know, the the, 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 uh, spirit, the spiritual matters like uh, going against, uh, uh, let me say, uh, witchcraft, mm. coming up with the money from witchcraft, etc. So in Africa, we do have this thing called, um, how can it call uh, you want you want all the things to be yours. <laughs> Can I say selfish or <laughs> like you want to be um, that? Uh, you want your family to have everything. How you want like how can I say it? You you want everything to be yours. Like when you sent me like uh, let's say twenty million dollars, that twenty million dollars was was meant to help the needy. Instead of helping the needy, you go and uh, cheat them with uh, some little things like uh, soap, like uh, uh, sugar. You you buy small things, then you take to them. Then you say, uh, I've really helped you, so this is what I have have got. or This is what I have uh, to to provide for you. And and, uh, behind it, behind it, you have remained with maybe ten million dollar. You know that that's a lot. That's a lot of money. So, in Africa, that is what is really trending for now. Like for now, because when you look at the community inside the community, there are people living in a in a poor state. Like uh, houses are really um, the, the 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 roofs are. They they don't uh, go. They don't. Uh, 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 they don't. Can I? How can I say it? Or uh, let let me say in the house that they are living in, uh, the environmental effects is not favorable uh, favorable to them. When you look at their meals, they are not eating a, a, a good a good meals or balanced uh, meals uh, every day. Like you look at their health. They, are, they have a poor health. 
Yeah. But when you come to the urban centers, because you know urban centers, you have these politicians, you have people, different kinds of people, of course. And also in urban centers, there are also these poor people living in uh, uh, places that are uh, uh, really dirty, places that that are really, uh, let me say, uh, in houses of uh, houses, their walls, walls of their houses are, are, are being created with the uh, iron sheets. They are created by the iron sheets. Right. So you find out, you, f- you find out that uh, these people are living in a very poor state. While the, the government is really uh, absorbing the, the nature, absorbing the 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 the. the, the um, uh, the amount of money that they are receiving from the NGOs, from the, you see. So I can I can just really say positively <laughs> or uh, with no, with no uh, going against the government. You know, in, in, in Africa, when you go against the government, they can come and uh, really destroy you. <laughs> they can come and uh, carry you along and destroy you or take you to court be jailed in uh, forever <laughs> because you have gone against the government. But what I can just really cry the uh, African nations is uh, the, the leaders or the political people or uh, these people who are being uh, 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 are intermediaries, the intermediators. The intermediators should really help the, uh, the, their, their friends, their families, and also other people, not not amongst the friends and families, but you can just help people who are poor. That's the challenge with Africa. So uh, I can just really uh, uh, close the story, cut the, the long story short, <laughs> is that Africa, uh, we don't help each other, like brother and sister, like just helping your friends, just helping uh, other people, or uh, even the church, people want money. Like for now, the economy of the world is very poor. Of course, the economy is uh, really increasing. And uh, in Kenya, <laughs> I think we are among the top three people, who, the top three uh, countries that uh, their economy is very high. So uh, you find out that these people who are living in Kenya, they need a really quite amount of money to boost their family, their education, uh, to boost their food, of course, to boost their... Um, you know, there are also other people who are living in rental houses where they, they pay for their rents. So the amount of money they, they acquire per month is really, really, really a lot. Uh, so, And when you look at the government their taxes they are being made in every every single item electricity food house water or water ministry you can look at everywhere there is taxes so uh, the the helping people helping in africa the european or european people should know that if you want to help uh, someone or when you want to help an African person or a, a Kenyan person, like, let me say me, let me not refer to a person, let me say, like, for example, you want to help me. So you don't go through the an intermediate or an intermediator because that intermediator will not give me the, the amount of money that would give or will not give me the resources that you will give him or her to give me. 
he will give me the half price or half the, 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 the resources that you have given him to give me. So that's the challenge with the Africa, of course. Well, and I'll say, you know, it's like that all over the world here, even in the United States, you know, uh, although we have the, the, the illusion of accountability, you find that people skirt around the law all the time. Uh, the more money you have, the more ability you have to break the law. And I'm sure it's true the same all over the world. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get you in, in trouble by, you know, talking poorly about uh, <laughs> government. I understand, yes. you know, y you're not afforded the same freedoms that I am in, in the United States. I can sit here yes. and, and talk about how President Joe Biden is mentally unwell and how his brain has been replaced by a, a bowl of soup uh, and nobody will come and knock down my door and, and arrest me. So I, I'm grateful for that. But unfortunately, I don't want, you know, you to take that risk uh, with your yes. sovereignty and autonomy, because that's really what it's all about for me. Like as a as a, a person who cares about other people, I'm curious about what your autonomy is like, your sovereignty is like in yes. in Africa or specifically in Kenya, where, yeah, like many African countries, there's a, a lot of uh, corruption, um, yeah. theft of public funds over legislation. And uh, and yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, when it comes to American politics, as great as it is here, people are very, very unhappy with the government, right? People are, are, are convinced in many ways that our government is um, working against us, right? Whereas other people, you know, who, who maybe are benefiting from the way things are, the way society is, they have a very hard time believing that anything is wrong. It seems to me like people in other countries like Kenya, for the most part, the average person is aware that the government is not trustworthy or the government has corruption. Is that you think that's true or, or are there people who are living in Kenya who maybe are are just ignoring it or, or unaware? Okay, mm, hey, the government is the most, uh, what I can say is the most corrupt uh, government in uh, Kenya, of course. And uh, this corruption in Kenya starts with uh, the people are from the families. You know, it's something that is very interesting. Corruption is very interesting. When you come to the families in uh, African countries, like, uh, let's say you have like uh, three kids, you have these three kids. So, of course, you will come, you will have a favor to one one of the kids. You know, let's say you have a street, uh, maybe you, you need to give them equally. Like, uh, you have, uh, you need to give them three, three streets. So, of course. Uh, there is that uh, one uh, one child that will give him four sweets. That is corruption, of course, and also that is uh, uh, how can I put it? Like you are not uh, balancing the equation. Let me say you are not balancing the equation between the, uh, the 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 kids because all these people need their rights, of course, uh, giving them the all the uh, the three 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 sweets each equally. So when you're talking about the government, the government is the most corrupt government in Kenya since 
I think you know Mike Baki. Was he involved in the, the first presidency? Okay, the first president was uh, Jomo Kenyatta. No, so I don't know who, who, who that is. No, tell me, please. Okay. Oh, okay, the the first president of Kenya was was uh, Jomo Kenyatta, who led uh, since uh, the country got independence in 1964, 65, 66. Since that uh, year, Jomo Kenyatta led, then followed by uh, uh, Daniel Arap Moi, who took to 202. Then from 202, Mwai Kibaki led the country, uh, the third president, of course, uh, led the country to 2007, where again he was re-elected uh, to 2013, or was it 2013, yeah. And then President Uhuru Kenyatta, Uhuru Megai Kenyatta, took over to 20, we had a vote 2022, 2021, we had a vote 2021. So now we have a President uh, uh, Ruto, of course, President William Samoa Ruto, who is ruling us today. So, uh, during the uh, after Mwai Kibaki on uh, 2013 or uh, 2015, after Mwai at that point, that is when the government uh, started being corrupt or corruption started. Uh, first of all, corruption started with the IBC <laughs> during the voting time. Then until uh, they went to court, of course. They went to court during uh, that election period because there was an unfair elections. So they stole the votes and so forth. So they went to court, and uh, the ruling was unfair, of course. <laughs> they came up with the, with the last solution, leaving the person who wanted to be uh, the president. So it was a corrupt, corrupt way. There was a corrupt way in between. So corruption is a very... It has a very much, de- or it has, uh, it is more detailed uh, in, in in African countries, of course. Uh, and also, I think corruption runs worldwide, worldwide, but it depends where hey, corruption starts. Because corruption nowadays starts with our houses. <laughs> because when you look at our houses, also you, I can just say also you, corruptions, corruptions are there. Yeah, so uh, the government of Kenya, of course, today is corrupt. I can agree with that. And, uh, you know, when a person is a leader, or even, even I, when I'm a leader, I can say I'm not corrupt, but in real sense, I'm the corrupt person in Africa, in Kenya, in my county, in uh, maybe in my area. So <laughs> corruption, the government is most corrupt. I cannot uh, go into more details. I will be jailed. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, no, don't don't say any more, please. I, I, I don't want you to risk anything. But... Uh, yeah, it's something that I think people around the world are dealing with, and and yeah, I'm glad you you shared it with me. And I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now, kind of looking over some of the recent uh, um, leaders in Kenya, Mwai um, Kibaki, yes. and I see Uhuru Kenyatta is currently 
uh, president. We won't talk much about him. But um, yes, w- when it comes to autonomy and sovereignty, you know, are there leaders in Kenya, maybe popular or unpopular, who have spoken up about these sorts of issues that we were just talking about? Are there, as we call in the States, grassroots movements to uh, make a change? Because uh, one of the things that I know, at least in South Africa, uh, Michael Tellinger had an project called the Ubuntu project that was essentially like a, a Bitcoin blockchain type of currency that would give uh, people around uh, Africa the ability to have more uh, freedom with uh, their their finances and autonomy with, with how they spent their money and kept track of their money because obviously that that is a big issue um, in in all of Africa, not just Kenya. But uh, yeah, are there any movements currently that you're aware of, of people who are concerned or raising awareness about these kinds of things? Yes, of course, uh, I can answer that. Um, uh, there are people, there are people, of course, there are MPs, there are, there are uh, these uh, political people who are really going against the government because of their corruption. Like there is uh, this opposition leader called Raila Odinga. Uh, when you research uh, about Raila Odinga, he's, he was the prime minister uh, during the reign of, uh, I think it was... Uh, Mike Baki, he was the prime minister, and then uh, he the, the the seat was removed, uh, or uh, let's say it was uh, uh, because of the constitution. They changed the constitution, and it changed uh, the uh, everything. So he's really fighting for the uh, a seat in the government, like becoming the president. So when uh, there was a corruption in between. Uh, he came in and realized that this government that is coming to become the president, uh, the presidential uh, seat, uh, like uh, William Samoy Ruto becoming the president, he saw that this person is the most corrupt leader. So he is always coming up with the methods of how to fight him or how to uh, come up with a plan to remove, to, to remove him as the president, coming up with a plan that uh, can come uh, like was it uh, last year? There is last year. There was, of course, there was a riot last year on uh, starting from August, September, October, November. There was this rioting. Of course, uh, the, the 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 opposition leader was coming up with uh, these uh, cases like uh, to remove the president. Of course, uh, to uh, to go against the president, uh, raising taxes and so forth and so on. So. He was using this kind of youth, using youth, uh, using um, uh, motorists uh, uh, to fight, to come up with the riots. So, of course, there are leaders who are uh, trying to uh, go against the government. And, of course, as I told you or as I said, I said that uh, when uh, you start going against the government uh, today, when uh, I start or when anyone starts going against the government, he or she is is jailed or <laughs> they just look for any kind of mistake that you have ever done in the government or, or you have ever done when you are a Kenyan citizen 
or even if you are uh, among the leaders who are ruling Kenya and they find out that there is something that you are doing that is not pleasing, that thing is the thing that will keep you forever in jail. So uh, they really, uh, the government is really, really tight. So they don't want to have any opposition in Kenya or even in Africa. Of course, I've I've never heard of people going against the the seat of the president in Kenya. You know, when other countries are commenting commenting about the country, you know there is something that uh, something is not good because also the other countries have seen the qualities of this leader is not good. So they should remove this leader so that. Uh, Kenya can have a good leader, of course. You know, when you when Kenya has a good leader, of course, Africa also they can rule with other countries like have brotherhood. Uh, you know, having this uh, right people coming to Kenya, going outside, so forth and so on. But of course, there are people who are talking about the corruption in Kenya. They are leaders. They are, oh. they are MPs. They are member of parliament. They are MCS. These MCS, they are people who rule the world, or uh, uh, let me say, an area. Let me say area. Well, and and like the the, the place. That, I think I yes. think it it is something of uh, maybe like my own um, bias as an American. You know, being born in America, we have this like instinct of. Mm-hmm. Uh, not trusting the government that's instilled in us and uh, talking to you. Yeah, it's very apparent how, um, you know, the things that might create change in a place like the United States, that they're, I mean, just absolutely stifled in uh, other countries because, yeah, it's very much about competition and and also... um, it sounds like a, a lot of it is about maintaining unity in the face of so much uh, going on, uh, you know, how much you as a country are facing, you know. It's interesting also to to think, you know, um, I hope that Africa can create more stronger bonds within itself, right? Like Kenya has some good relationships with, uh, other Swahili-speaking nations, the Great Lakes nations of Africa, right? Is that uh, true? Yours? I mean, again, we're, I, I'm curious because this has come up a couple times. You know, as someone in the media, do you feel like a lot of pressure or risk doing the job that you do? Like as a journalist or as someone who, who talks about things going on in the country, is there any, you know, sort of... Um, feeling like, well, uh, I can only cover certain things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, we, we do have a very more, or let me say, a challenge, a very big challenge. Right. You know, first of all, um, I'm, uh, I didn't study about uh, journalism. You know, when you, have, when you want to have a profession, you should have that uh, certificate to show that. You, you are a professionalist in this and this and this. So, uh, and uh, <laughs> on my side, I can say this is just passion. I'm just doing the passion. Uh, so, uh, and also, uh, I also want to create employment to, to more youth and also, uh, of course, to change the community, to see the community also changing, uh, ATC also uh, in uh, displaying information or uh, taking out the information that is legit uh, to the people or the community. So 
uh, the main challenge that uh, I do have is uh, the professionalism. Like I can't reach some areas and some areas I can reach. So you find out that in the areas that I can reach, <laughs> it is really shallow or uh, let me say uh, I can't display the information uh, that is uh, really uh, uh, can bring effect like the political you know, Kenya Kenya is really uh, politically ruled. Like, uh, it has more issues in politics. It is really covered with politics. So I cannot go and take uh, an information that goes uh, against the government, like, or information that can cause that uh, disunity or can cause that uh, uh, movement of people talking about uh, negative things. Yeah. Uh, I cannot take the information that can bring change in the community, like having as, uh, people fighting in the community, like, you know, like uh, that's the main challenge. I can't reach some information and some information I can reach. And also, uh, because of my professionalism, I didn't go through the profession. So I have to go and hire a person who has the profession, like uh, he or she is protected with a certain uh, a document. You know, there is this, uh, like there is a press card. There is this, uh, also there is papers. You know, when you are approaching, like let's say an, a governmental uh, official, so he will ask you, so you are saying you are a journalist. Uh, now show us your uh, details uh, much so that you can continue with your content or your content creation. Uh, hey, then you reach at the person and you say, hey, I don't have anything uh, that uh, can show that I'm a journalist, you see. So you only have a press card. You know a press card you can form it for yourself. A press card is something that you can come up with it, then you wear it on your neck and then go and create your content but now reaching at the political people the governmental officials and other informations like uh, let's say something has happened as uh, something very uh, uh, very uh, something that is very technical has happened somewhere and it's an information that you it can create you a very great or a must a massive, uh, let's say, a massive followers or a massive viewers, and so, and it has happened. You will not be allowed to go and create the content because you don't have the the, the official things uh, that can show that you are a journalist. So that's the main challenge, of course. And the other challenge uh, the, is just the way you have said uh, we are really pressed with the government because when you are talking about online matters. Online matters, you know, I had the president saying that uh, he will come up with a, a restriction that you'll have to pay for some services so that you can go online. Like uh, the, the, the most challenging part of the online issues, the online matter with Kenya is now taxes have been put uh, or have been laid on online activities, like online content creation. Like on YouTube, of course, YouTube, there is a very high tax that is really hitting us on YouTube, on this Kenyan side, of course, and also uh, these other regions of online online activities, like this creating this podcast like yours, and then you are coming up with some earnings. And also, mm, 
in businesses, also in businesses, like let's say I've come up with that uh, a way of uh, of uh, a, a person paying me, like you. I tell you, I have this service. Then you need to pay me. So I will give you a certain number that you need to send me the money. So through that number, <laughs> there is high taxation taxation through uh, uh, the tax that uh, it's done by the K. It's called our KRA by the KRA, uh, the Kenya Revenue Authority. So you find out when you when you know uh, in in your side, ten thousand Kenyan shillings is almost uh, ten dollars around ten dollars so you pay me ten dollars in that ten dollars i will only remain with eight dollars so and i had planned that if i get this ten dollars i will buy maybe uh, uh let's say in studio let's say for example in i want to refurbish my studio i want to buy something like i want to change my chair my sitting position of a chair or the chair that i use to broadcast so i want to change the chair and that chair is ten thousand US dollars. Uh, not ten thousand. The ten ten US dollars. And uh, in Kenyan shillings, is ten thousand Kenyan shillings. So, I want to buy that chair in ten thousand. And I have eight thousand. So, how can I use uh, the finance to buy this uh, chair? So you find it most challenging in the finance part of it, and also uh, uh, getting information. Getting information from these political people is very hard. Getting information from these uh, uh, conferences. Of course, there are conferences that we are not allowed to go, but these uh, main uh, journalists like the, 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 the Citizen TV in Kenya, uh, like the NTV, the National Media Group, uh, they are allowed to go. But you find out that us, as our online media, we cannot go. And also... Uh, uh, before I forget about the, uh, my media, you know, my media, we have started with the in on the ground. Like we have now grown from the ground, from the zero point, and now we are coming up slowly by slowly. So the reason of why we 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 kept it on the online side to is to get the massive following, like having worldwide following, like having that 1 million followers, maybe 10,000 followers, maybe 100,000 followers, so that when we come out the physical activities in Kenya, now you at least you have that uh, massive followers who can listen to your content, who can know your content. But now <laughs> the main challenge about it is uh, uh, to get the followers to follow it, follow the channel, etc., to get the, the content, uh, since they are blocking you to get this content, they are blocking you they, uh, to do this. So we are trying to come up with the creativity on how to come up with the content to display to the world, the community, etc. Instead of coming up with news, <laughs> you know, when you talk about news, you need to be a very uh, in a in a balance balanced way, like. You need to have this to prove that you are a news anchor, to prove that you are a uh, a news editor, etc. So that's that's just an overview of uh, challenges that we are going through here in Kenya as media or or the smallest media that is growing. I can't say that uh, we are already that uh, a big media in Kenya. You know, 
even as you look at our followers in our social media accounts, they are really low. Like we have uh, in Twitter, we I think we have 1,000 followers. In Facebook, we have uh, Wamuze TV has 15K followers. Then Wamuze Radio has 576 followers. Then Wamuze News, he has 1K followers. Then on YouTube, I have uh, 1.87, one, let's, let me just say 1,000 subscribers. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so I don't have that massive followers. So that's the main challenge that I can say uh, for now about our media. Mm. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very hopeful that more, um, you know, opportunity to work with podcasting uh as a yes. you know as a medium i think it's a, a lot more uh cost effective and you know yeah. you can you can record on a microphone uh without even needing um electricity take it to somewhere where there's internet plug it in upload the conversation yes. that you had and you know one thing that yes. I, I i think podcasting in particular can be really useful and important, uh, you know, moving the conversation maybe away from politics and towards culture, um, you know, preserving uh, culture and language, too, because there are so many languages around the world that are, are quickly being uh, forgotten for, you know, English, you know, as we all become interconnected on the Internet, it's English and, and a few other language have become the main, you know, communication uh outlets so everybody's you know has to sort of learn english or another you know main language to to have an edge economically but at the same time you know we're losing connection with so many things oral traditions histories and i think podcasting uh, unlike maybe books which require a lot more resources to publish and print and all that um, I think podcasting can be maybe a, a new way to start to uh, build on our education, you know, not just for people like myself who are curious about what goes on in other countries, but for Kenyan people themselves, right? I mean, there are multiple different uh, ethnic groups of, of Kenyans, and and I'm also curious, you know, I've seen... Um, I've seen Nigerian people, I've seen Ethiopian people, uh, I've seen many different people from West Africa, but I don't know that I've ever met uh, a Kenyan person. I wonder that if Kenyans uh, are, you know, immigrate around the world uh, the same way other, um, you know, people from different African nations do. As I said earlier... Uh, in Kenya, uh, most uh, most of uh, these uh, Kenyan people are, uh, hey, can I say, is it civilized? Is it a, 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 a right language? Like, uh, you cannot uh, move from one place to another. Uh, and also, they are not supporting each other. You know, like, uh, let's say I have, uh, maybe I have gotten a job from the US, you know. Uh, so, uh, when you go to borrow some uh, little amount of money to someone or from someone, then we will say, I'll return it maybe after some two weeks when I come back or when I'm there, 
uh, when I'm working, I'll return to you. So yeah, the African people say that, or the Kenyan people say, ah, I don't have the money. I, I've already used. I know, you know, I have this problem. I have this problem. They start explaining you the problems that they have. So you find it harder that Kenyans to start to, to, to start traveling. And also, <laughs> another challenge is the government is really uh, raising the, the, the traveling uh, fare or the, can I say, the traveling um, uh, activities, how can I put it, uh, traveling uh, affairs, very mm-hmm. expensive, like moving from here to there, it's quite uh, really expensive. So we find it hard, Kenyan person, traveling to US, traveling to Europe. The only people who are traveling to those countries are these people who are really well off, like they have uh, quite of money, they quite, they have, and also they do have, uh, 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 um, I think that they are coming to do like a business that they are coming to do, like, or a business that they are, they are coming to check. So right. it's rare to find them that they're just coming for vacation, <laughs> There are very people, very few people who come for vacation in US. Of course, in, uh, uh, most of them go to Dubai. Most of them go to Dubai and uh, these uh, Asian countries. Is it, is it Asian countries? Yeah, uh, they go to Qatar. Uh, but in US, it's rare, very rare to hear Kenyan go going to US, having uh, having a vacation in US, having uh, just going to tour. In US, <laughs> so that's why you are finding you are fight you are, you are finding it harder to see a Kenyan in US. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe that's the case, you know. And uh, I, you know, I've always, I, I've I've always been curious, particularly about Kenya. I don't know uh, why it's it's always seems so unique and, and special. Uh, not to. Not to put on a pedestal, but it's just, I think it, it's a, a place that uh, has very important, um, unique aspects to share with the world. Now, yes. when it comes to people's mobility, you mentioned it's not very easy for people to travel around Kenya. Uh, is that yes. infrastructure? Are the roads, you know, mostly, you know... Uh, what we would call like uh, completely, you know, um, ro- third world, I guess. I, I don't know the proper term for it, yeah, but it, it would be, you know, real real rough country, not a place you could get around unless you had a four-wheel drive vehicle. What, what I can say, uh, of course, this is a third world country. <laughs> it's not uh, much developed like U.S. or your country there. First, first you know, I really, I really uh, have that uh, uh, desire to reach in U.S. and see how you people are really uh, embracing the technology, embracing the things that you're doing, uh, and also embracing the uh, communication, transport and communication that you're having, you know. I find I find that I find out that uh, in these European countries you have this double double. It's called a, a bus that is double. You know, having the the, the double deck or a, how can I call it double mm-hmm. bus? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. In US, it, that bus is there, but in Kenya there is no there is nothing like uh, a bus like this. So we just only have a bus a bus can be long, can be short, that is just a bus. So I'm really, I have that, that desire to uh, 
just come and see the, te- the technology that you are embracing you guys that you are using um, and so talking about the infrastructure in Kenya uh, we do have a, 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 a as I said it's a third world country so the, it's now they are now trying to uh, coming up with the good uh, uh, in uh, these structures of the roads coming up with this of course when you come today in Kenya you will, it, 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 it will need you to have a four wheel drive in some areas in some uh, places uh, like like in my in my uh, uh, in my village <laughs> uh, it will need you to come with a four wheel drive so that you can pass because it is somehow hilly, it is sloppy, it is, you know, and also there are a lot of rocks on the roads, there are a lot of um, uh, 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 potholes in the, the road. So when you come with a Ferrari, you cannot pass with a Ferrari, you cannot pass with a, <laughs> uh, this uh, cars that are really, uh, uh, their surfaces, their below surface are, uh, are really close to the tarmac. <laughs> right, right. So, it needs you to come with the phone bike. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast, and we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, The Hit Kit, the number one way to get lit. If you don't know about The Hit Kit, well, go and check it out, son, on Instagram or The Hit Kit on Instagram at The Hit Kit, or go to hitkit.us, check out selection of products custom order your own hit kit with your own design on it whatever you're doing whatever you're smoking keep it safe in your hit kit basically like a a dube tube with your lighter right there is perfect a great way to great way to ensure whatever you're rolling up doesn't get crushed in your pocket and uh yeah with that folks let's go over to our dynamic ads and then we'll be right back to our conversation with william Yeah, no, I, I so, understand that uh, completely. The <laughs> That's that it's the, the infrastructure is very poor. Well, and it's something that you know, I I'm very curious about. Um, you know the le- the the information that's available, uh, especially to people who are fluent in English, because here in the United States we have some interesting history with infrastructure and um for many years before the automobiles that we have now were invented there were all sorts of ways that um roads and and travel was accomplished and even some ways that have been suppressed by the american government um one example of that is the the diesel engine you know the diesel engine although it's used still in in trucks a lot of people don't don't realize that you can uh create parts that will essentially adapt your diesel engine to burn any sort of um plant material so you don't need diesel fuel from some oil tanker that comes to port you can actually take you know raw materials from agricultural waste and turn it into um you know usable fuel and it's just 
it, it's something that I wonder in third world countries, parts of the world where, you know, maybe uh, the Internet hasn't reached them yet. Like if they had access to some of these very uh, what now seem like rudimentary types of inventions because we we've moved on past them in the United States in favor of, you know, electric vehicles and all kinds of, uh, you know, souped up engines that require all sorts of maintenance. Uh, there are these very basic inventions that have been phased out because of how um, reliable they are. And that's because of this uh, planned obsolescence economy that we live in. Are you familiar with that term, planned obsolescence? Uh, I'm not familiar with that one. So what Maybe. what that means is is when a company creates a vehicle, like, you know, they create an automobile, they create mm -hmm. that automobile with a certain lifespan. They don't want the automobile to last 150 years because then they're they're not going to sell as many cars. So they'll they'll over time they realize, okay, we need to make these automobiles a little bit more um, fragile or susceptible to damage or or failure so that we can sell them more vehicles over time right whereas these older vehicles the some of the first cars that were invented they still last to this day i know people who drive trucks that were invented and and created you know 100 years ago and because they've maintained them uh, they still last, but because these technologies have been phased out, you don't. They're they're rare. Uh, is, is that making yeah. sense? My my point, you know. Yeah. Uh, first, you know, in Kenya, uh, what I can say is. Uh, when you create, uh, when you guys create, when you come with the, uh, let's say, for example, uh, Audi, you know, uh, of course, when you're coming with the Audi, the latest, the latest version, you know, <laughs> even phones, even uh, these televisions, these electrical materials, etc., all of these things, all of these gadgets, <laughs> when uh, when you come up with the latest technology, you know that technology can take centuries to reach in Kenya. Like uh, like for now, for now <laughs> in your country, let's say which type of phone that is really trending or uh, that is really in the market today. Oh, I, I would be not the person to ask. My phone is uh, eight years old. I have an eight-year-old phone that I've been using. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't keep up with the trends, but I get your point. I, uh, so yes. maybe we'll call it like the iPhone 20. <laughs> yes, now, now that is what you're talking. That, now that's what I'm talking about. Like you find out the technology that is in 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 US, it can take even more than ten centuries to come in Kenya. Like it is a more civilized country where uh, they don't impress the technology that you guys come up with. Like um, when you come up with the, a smartphone, maybe you know uh, I'm using Oporeno Oporeno Two F. 
which is in which came in Kenya in 2020 in 2020 it came in Kenya 2020 and you find out that it was invented in 2021 maybe January February so it just took some few months to arrive in Kenya so the technology in Kenya and also when you are talking about the automobiles the automobiles most of the Kenyan cars use a petrol they use petrol and they don't use even diesel uh, and, and also there is no one who has invented the the, the 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 technology that you are talking about like coming up with uh, uh, this natural fuel uh, uh, using them to, to come up with something that is uh, let me say mechanical mechanically or uh, produces this mechanical work like even machines machines there are machines that are using petrol and diesel like in farming in uh, of course in agriculture industry and uh, in roads and so forth and so on but other automobiles in Kenya <laughs> they are really disgusting like you find you 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 come on the roads there are these cars that there are there are cars that uh, Uh, produce these fumes mm. fumes that you know uh, when a car when a car uh, stays for la, for a long period without the services like without the maintenance so it just produces the fumes uh, like uh, you know when person when a person is cooking with the fire in the, in the in the in the kitchen let me say not even in the kitchen like outside <laughs> then when you are putting the firewood in the in the fire then you put it off you know there is that kind of uh, smoke that comes out so that's how uh, the cars in Kenya most of the cars uh, are, are 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 producing the fumes that are uh, bringing uh, these uh, effects in the in, in, in the in the human uh, how can i say it in the human uh, lifestyle like now you find there are disabilities there is uh so forth and so on uh, which is a bit challenging because uh, when when a lot when uh, when there's these cars that are producing fumes and you know it's not one car there is a lot of cars that are produce these fumes because everyone wants to own a car everyone wants to own a car because it's something like new new to families new to uh, 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 new to people like I, I i really like to own a car but when i look to, to the us people or to the european uh, european uh, countries almost every family has a car you see so you find out say, in, in in africa i can say they are really uh, how can i say it they just don't embrace the technology that it is coming in in this world today of course when you are talking about uh, the the agro skundao you say it is called but uh, coming up with something that is natural the fuel that is natural then putting it into mechanical uh, producing a mechanical energy or so forth and so on so the automobiles in kenya is very low uh, compared to the european countries and also not even in kenya alone when you're such about congo <laughs> you're such about congo or such about 
uh, these people from uh, mostly in the Central Africa, Central Africa, and uh, ah, Nigeria, Nigeria. There is at least uh, some changes because also I see there is mm, they have quite quite some changes because you know even though they have a lot of villages <laughs> that are not uh, grown, but at least it has started uh, covering up. It's not like in, K- in Kenya, like in uh, these Central African countries. Mm. So uh, I can just really talk about that yeah. in automobile. Well, and, and I guess my reason for bringing that up is is because I... I know, I know deep down in my heart, you know, maybe I'm an optimist, but I, I know every, everybody, no matter where you are, has the opportunity to become an intelligent person who gives back to their community. And I, I always want to encourage more and more of that. And I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, Kenya, maybe maybe it it were were some years away but uh but yeah it, it's just a matter of time before the internet you know allows for a, a deeper level of education and and yeah obviously i've never been to kenya so it's a little difficult for me to maybe uh understand you know the real challenges that are facing someone who's even you know capable like there's I'm sure thousands, hundreds, you know, if not capable people yeah. who could get their hands on some some raw materials and invent something. You know, that's kind of like, that's the thing. I, I wonder, like, you know, who are these geniuses out there, these unsung heroes who, who are trying to make the world a better place, but because, you know, the world is yeah. the way it is, you know, we don't hear about these people a lot. Hello, can you can you still hear me? Yeah, I think my internet has started uh, misbehaving. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's all right. I uh, yeah, I just that's fine. My point was uh, wasn't really. Uh, I, I I have other questions for you. I just I feel like I know it's late for you, so I don't want to you know keep you up too late. Maybe we. Maybe we, you know, um, unless you you have more time, uh, maybe we can. I have, yeah. I, I have no problem. I have no problem because I do sleep at uh, twelve p.m. Okay. So I I do not have any problem. Maybe I will just have uh, to purchase uh, another uh, kind of uh, internet, of course. Uh, but there is no problem. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Well. As long as you can still hear me and I, I can still hear you, so we're good. But, uh, yeah, all right, cool. I just get nervous because I'm like, uh, you know, I want to be as respectful as I can, and I already feel like asking you to do the show this late was maybe, uh, you know, a lot to ask. So, You know, I, I agreed because um, it is something that I am available. When you come to this, uh, you know, it's uh, – for now, it's ten fifteen p.m. 
of course i'm available because is i am in the house <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to the daytime i'm really busy with my work and doing so forth and so on so to be found is really hard well and i want to i don't want to just talk about you know uh what's going on on the larger scale i want to get yes. to know yourself and you know um what brought you to this point in your life you know like what what was your early life like and and you know tell us a little bit about like you know where you live and you know is it uh you you said earlier you're in a more remote place uh yes. tell us about your your day-to-day life i'm curious about that <laughs> okay my today today life my today life uh of course as i i think i i send you my bio i was born in uh, of course kenya in kakamega county in uh, butere sub county in a village called um, ematibira ematibira is a village of course it is um, somewhere in a rural area <laughs> and it's uh, it has not grown that much it's something it's somewhere where where you come you think uh, you are in a forest <laughs> in a forest area mm. uh, of course it's some somewhere like a rural a very place uh, how, how can they explain it but anyway uh, it's a rural area and also um, uh, on my education part, of course, I went through the primary uh, and the secondary in the same uh, the same school uh, in Kakamega, of course, Rush Academy. It's a private school, of course, it was a private school. I went through the primary education. I finished the primary education. I moved forward to the secondary education. I finished the secondary education. And uh, now, after the secondary education, you know, I had uh, other other intentions of having, uh, you know, first of all, when I was a kid, I used to play with these wires, playing with these um, electrical appliances, playing with these uh, 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 radios, uh, TVs, etc. So my parents looked at me and said, ah, you boy, you have a very good talent in uh, electrical matters. You have a very good, uh, 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 you have a very good intelligence in electrical matters. So what we are going to do, you will go and learn about electrical issues. I said, okay, yeah, anyway, it is something that uh, it has come up since uh, my childhood. When I reached at uh, the secondary education uh, uh, level, so I came up with another passion that uh, I was in Form 4. I don't know if uh, in your in your country you call it Form 4 uh, when you are going to do the exam before you move forward to the, uh, the, to the level, to another level, maybe college or university. So on, in Kenya, we call it Form 4, <laughs> Form 4, doing the next neck, uh, neck exams uh, I came up I came up with a passion in uh, journalism so uh, I started uh, doing uh, this uh, I think you know this part of uh, journalist journalism uh, jobs you know in journalism we have different categories of course there is news anchor there is videography there is 
news editor, there is there is more, but I had uh, gone to the videography, uh, video, videography and uh, some part of interviewing, interviewing people, like coming to talk, we can create a podcast like this one, uh, etc. So I had that passion to go and learn about more about journalism, but from my background, you know, my father, my parents said that when you go to, when you when you move forward and go and learn about journalism, you will not make it because you know uh, when uh, people do look at your movies or not look but watch, <laughs> they do watch your movies. Uh, they say that in uh, European countries, these people, uh, uh, when a child has grown and uh, he or she has made his fortune, uh, he or she will go and uh, make his own life outside there, not come and start helping their parents, you see. So, but in African countries, they say, uh, go learn, go make this fortune, come and help your parents. Uh, mm. And your siblings, of course, <laughs> uh, etc. But uh, they told me, uh, young boy, <laughs> go and learn about electrical and electric, electrical and electronics engineering because that is the passion that I saw you doing uh, when you were a child. Forgetting that I had a passion, I had another passion that was growing up in journalism. Uh, that it was really, really disturbing me trying to. Uh, go uh, do journalism, but because of the family background, hey, they said uh, just move. Because also in my family, all of my brothers and sisters, most of them, they study. They studied about uh, engineering. There is computer engineering. There is electrical engineer. There is civil engineer. Mm. Uh, etc. But most of them, they were engineers, so they didn't want to destroy the <laughs> the sequence. So I had to go and do the electrical and electronics engineering, but I didn't fail. I started my own brand, like really, like uh, sorry, <laughs> I will I will start I will start talking in Swahili. You know, I'm not good in fluent English, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I started growing up with uh, my brand. I came up with a website, came up with a website called uh, Wamuzi News. Mm. I started, you know, it's a simple, a simple way of uh, starting uh, a blog. There is a simple way of starting a blog. Of course, you just need a domain, need the hosting, and you, you, do, you do your design and uh, get to your website and start doing the job. So, and also it's a way of earning myself also earning a fortune. I was, I used my way, I used my website to create some, uh, some fortune that can help me grow and also help me uh, change some things. So I also came up with the creation of employment, like having writers, having editors, uh, as I grow slowly by slowly. Now, uh, when I was still, um, Studying, of course, I was studying uh, uh, in a school called Sigalangala National Polytechnic. Uh, I started uh, interviewing. There's uh, these political times, of course. Uh, people are coming up with the leaders. They want to uh, elect a leader. You know, it's also a place that they need a ruling. 
uh, we have more than 20,000 uh, students who need a leader, so they need to vote. I came up with a way of coming up with the podcasts, coming up with uh, interviews, putting them live on Wamuzi TV, on YouTube. So I came popular. Of course, I came popular in school. Um, uh, in school, I had uh, some a bit of uh, offline followers. I can say offline, but not online followers. Offline followers, because when when I, uh, you have offline followers, then mm, at least you have a mega. You have made a, a, a big step. There's someone who knows you. Someone uh, uh, knows your profession that you are doing. I didn't give up. I just continued investing, investing. Uh, but uh, as for today, as for now, <laughs> it has not really grown. But for now, I have a studio. I, I have started creating a studio, uh, of course, an online radio studio, which I will later change it to uh, this frequency. I will buy a frequency in Kenya. I will buy the, the gadget. Uh, this gadget is called Havo. There is this gadget that sends signals to the receivers, and uh, you listen to the radio and you enjoy the music, the shows that are there, etc. So I'm still coming up with the media slowly by slowly uh, in Kenya, of course, in Kenya, in western part of Kenya, and um, I think I shared with the challenges that I have, of course, in the finance sector, the getting information. ETC, uh, and also majorly as for now, I'm also still advancing on education part of it. I'm still advancing in this electric and electronics because I need to come up with a certificate that shows uh, I have completed my education system. So I'm learning, and also I have this project of journalism. And uh, very uh, and a very funny uh, funny thing that. It, uh, it has really amazed the community or has really amazed the people who are surrounding me. They're saying, how can you do journalism and same time you are doing engineering? What I can say is God's grace. I can just say God's grace because when you have passion, everything is possible. The, the only thing that you can do in this world is when you have passion in something. Like, uh, let's say Messi, Messi, the one who is playing football. You know, it's passion that made that uh, gave gave him a chance to be the top player in the world. Of course, just playing football every day is practicing in the in the field every day, coming up with the uh, ideas on how to play in the in the field. You know, because of passion. Right. So I just told them, it's passion that uh, keeps me going in the journalism sector, balancing in the engineering sector. You know, I'm smiling ear to ear right now because I, I'm so happy to hear that. And it also, it reminds me a lot of myself and, and this podcast and why I named this yes. podcast, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. You know, my, yes. I, I left a, a job that I had that for the, for the most part, my family was very proud of me. They, they felt like I had finally... Uh, found something that was gonna, you know, earn me my own fortune. And when yes. I turned my back on that job in 2021, because of everything yeah. going on with uh, 
COVID and the pandemic, and I decided to do this podcast. I, uh, yeah, I, I was, they thought I was crazy. So I got to ask you, does your family, did they think you were crazy before they found out you, you were pretty popular? (laughs) Well, first first of all, my, uh, my parents, my parents uh, were really like, are you doing this? Seriously, <laughs> this is this thing. This thing, I the, the thing that you are doing is not even part of the thing that we sent you to go and do. You know, like there. Uh, even I won an award. Of course, I won an award. Uh, becoming digital fit, digital fit uh, in Kenya. Of course, in uh, western part of country, western part of the country. Uh, Wamuzi Media Company, uh, digital top digital fit. Let uh, me read for you. Top digital fit media agencies. That is Wamuzi Media Company. That is uh, business of the year, creating an impact online. So when I took this award <laughs> to the family, they said, like you know, they they didn't know that I'm doing this. Uh, almost a year has ended when they are not knowing. They, they, they didn't know. So on uh, last year, on December, December, yeah, on December, it's when I revealed the thing that I do. They, they are like, like seriously, how did you find out? How did you find it? Uh, or how did you manage to win this uh, this award, this biggest <laughs> award in Kenya? I'm like. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so it is something that they think that I'm I'm crazy, you know, balancing engineering engineering um uh, courses with the journalism course is not that it's not that easy. Uh, because maybe the maybe your education side is easier, but in Kenya <laughs> things are not quite that good. Good because you know it's a third world country, <laughs> but um, of course even my friends uh, they say that mm, you, you do this and uh, you do this you are like are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, God is good, brother. God is good, you know, and I, I God bless you, man. I think that's that you said it well when you said when you follow your passion, you know, God lines it up for you. I think that's exactly what happened with me and and so many of the people that I connect with through this podcast, you know, that's a big um, message that I like to share and inspire people, you know, that they can, they can follow a path that is unique to them, that, that is a a true passion, you know, and your family might think you're crazy at first, but you know, sometimes yeah. you need that to to that motivation. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know why I I choose I choose this podcast because when you see when I saw the 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 the, the topic that you had uh, or uh, I listened, I also listened part of your podcast. I saw hey, you. You are creating a very good, uh, a very good podcast. Like you are encouraging people. Like uh, you are coming up with things that are happening in the communities. You are coming up with things that uh, uh, happening in today's life. I said, can I try? Then you know, I used uh, this. There is this website. Uh, how does it, how is it called? That I used to email you. Uh, I've forgotten even the, the 
the, the website. But I searched for your email <laughs> quickly because it, it created it, it amazed me because of the stories you are coming up with that you are coming and also I saw you have one I saw you had one more than one million downloads I don't know how much or 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 how long have you done this podcasting I don't know how much or how long have you done uh, but I think you started you you said you started during the corona period Yes. Uh, of course that is almost uh, almost 2 years 3 years down the line now. Yeah. And and and, and uh, all of a sudden you have 1 million plus downloads in uh, you said was it in uh, Apple Apple podcast. Yeah, yeah, the um <laughs> across all the uh, podcast feeds I have I think almost 4 million now but uh but that's of course with uh you know hundreds of episodes so it, it evens out yes. to a couple thousand to 10,000 downloads per episode which is amazing i'm super grateful for that and you know it's it's all about networking and and connecting with people one of the things that i've uh started since i created this yes. podcast is a a cooperative uh for podcasters called Alt Media United and we have yes. some uh international podcasts uh some in Europe uh some in Canada um I think we have one in South America but I would love to to affiliate with whatever you're doing and even help in any way I can uh with podcasting you know however you know if you have any questions or if there's anything i can do as far as uh rss feeds and hosting and and helping you uh get your show out to a larger audience cuz i know that you know internet access varies based on you know what country you're in and i don't know what tools are are available to you through the ips that you're using but uh but we can always share information and then if need be i can always publish things from you know my side of the world and if that helps you out i'd be so happy to do that but uh but yeah it's it's funny you know when it comes to following you know your passions one of the biggest things that's set me off in 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 doing this podcast is always questioning what was going on in the world always questioning uh, and being very curious and you know unfortunately in America as as privileged as I feel I am and and I think a lot of people are afforded a great deal of privilege uh the education system has really uh failed in many ways and it's become a sort of caste system similar to what you have in India you know where you know some people are are you know based on where they're born in life uh they don't have a lot of options afforded to them there there's exceptions and and i'm sure a lot of people would love the opportunity but you know it's yeah. it's an interesting thing you know growing up in america it's like uh it's like our government is is slowly poisoning us <laughs> if that makes sense okay. and it yes, takes yes. it takes a lot to wake up from that and when you do wake up from that you really start to to question everything so uh i don't know how much 
you you can say I want to be respectful to you know your autonomy and and your freedom, but when it comes to Corona, you know how did it feel from your point of view as a, a Kenyan? Like, how, was there a lot of pressure in Kenya to uh, to take you know the the vaccine and and was COVID were people scared of it in Kenya? Yeah, about Corona, when Corona came to uh, to Kenya, you know, it came out like uh, something that is very dangerous, like it can harm a person. So it came, uh, everybody was fearing, was like, uh, I don't want this thing to happen to me. I don't want this to lose this. I don't want to die. I don't know. You know, people uh, do, uh, uh, do, uh, they do fear to die. I don't know why <laughs> they do fear to die. So when they heard of Corona killing people, <laughs> now a lot of people are dying. Of course, uh, the first person came in Kenya was found with Corona. So uh, that first person uh, affected a few other five people. So those five people affected those other ten. So you find out uh, this. Uh, there is that commotion, like. I don't want to get these. There is there was a breakdowns. There were uh, markets. They were not selling anything. Like if you go to buy food, you buy once monthly monthly uh, uh, stuffs that can help you when you are in the, in your homes. Uh, so and there was a lot of commotion and fearing and that. Uh, 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 how can I say it? Like. Um, uh, let's say something like uh, when something like uh, a snake is found in your room, and uh, let's say you are, you, you are five people in the room, uh, you see, there's that reaction that there are people do have. There's that person who will have courage to attack the, the snake, and the, and the rest of the people <laughs> will go to that to, to a corner and uh, uh, hide and say uh, they don't want to fight. They don't want to. They don't want to kill the snake. They fear the snake. Other people say they fear the snake. Other people fear. So that's how the reaction was uh, during the COVID period. Then those people who uh, were, were, were taking up the action, like I'm going to take this vaccine, it will help me. But. When it come to realization, the vaccine was killing other people. You know, at that time there were no uh, the, the the vaccine was not hundred percent sure that it will heal uh, the COVID nineteen. When uh, the the COVID nineteen was now new to people, so it was not hundred percent that it will heal. So people are just coming. Like the government says, we want to have some tests. Uh, to see whether it 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 heals or not, so they go and they take the coronavirus and then they be injected the vaccine. So you find uh, there are those people who are willing, those people who are not. So it was kind of a very a tricky uh, uh, period on that. Also, there were losses. Of course, there were losses of. Uh, People sold their their lands. People sold their their houses uh, because of just Corona. Because of uh, you know um, moving from one side to the other. Because on the urban centers, it's the place. They are the places where uh, Corona was mostly found. So, and in the villages, 
people are safe because you know there are no movements, no people are up and down. But in urban centers, people are moving from businesses to businesses, moving from offices to offices. Touching surfaces, touching people, uh, greeting people. So it was bringing that uh, sharing of these corona things, mm-hmm. which could lead to fear of death, maybe fear of uh, getting even the the the, the, the uh, getting the virus, and also it was kind of <laughs> uh, bringing the uh, there was no that uh, 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 how can I, I call it. There was no that um, uh, relationship uh, inside between or inside uh, the people. Like they don't talk too much to people. Uh, they be uh, people keep to themselves. Yeah, something the sort they keep to themselves. Their things like you cannot share with your neighbor anything. You cannot do anything with your neighbor. You cannot uh, you cannot even share anything with your neighbor because you are really really scared of getting the the mm. virus. You are like ah, I cannot get that virus because of this because of the neighbor that is sitting. He is always up and down. He's always moving this way, moving from one place to another. So. First, uh, and the funny, the funniest thing is um, when a person comes from the outside, the outside the, uh, Kenya, like flying, flying from US to Kenya. That person, everyone cannot sit with him or her because uh, they they just have that, um, uh, uh, like. They just say this person may have corona, so I cannot see to him because he's from outside country. And you know, this corona thing started with the European side, so that it, uh, 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 it started with the European side, and it came. Then later, it came to Africa. So they believed that a person from that side is carrying corona to Africa. So cannot sit with other people between between friends between families so he's being uh he, he goes and uh, uh called how self what uh you're sitting away from other people you just be lonely in your room locked in your room you cannot do something with people even you cannot greet people so it was something that was really 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 affecting us uh, but for now, we are trying to come up with that balancing, you know, like education sector, it was destroyed. The education sector was destroyed. Um, the progress was stopped. Of course, the economy was poor. <laughs> but now things are trying to balance on the way, like the education sector, it has really, the government has really pushed and it has really worked. Uh, the economy is still poor, but let's believe the government will try with the economic sector. And uh, uh, tourism also, tourism, it's uh, another another uh, a sector that was challenged in that time. There were no tourists in Kenya, no tourists uh, uh, outside uh, going from uh, Kenya to other countries. Of course, there were no flights. So it was something that was very, very uh, tricky on that uh, season of COVID-19. So that's how it affected Kenya. Of course, it affected the tourism sector. It affected the 
educational sector. It uh, affected the, of course, the religious, the religion. It affected the religion. People are not going to church. People are praying to the, in their houses. People are worshiping in their houses. Nobody was going to church. They closed also the, the, the businesses. The businesses were closed. Nothing moved. Nothing uh, bought from uh, uh, other businesses. Only uh, there were only some part of uh, uh, shops or businesses that were allowed to uh, to sell this their commodities, of course. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, th- those are the main sectors that were affected. That uh, the, the the Kenyan people really relied on uh, during that period. Yeah, it's good to it's good to get your perspective on that. I, it feels like now in in at least from the United States perspective, Anyway, uh, also, mm, I find it uh, very, 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 very interesting uh, to share the stories and also to have to know you. You know, by, by the way, uh, 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 I will I will really like to uh, take this, your podcasts, and uh, put it on our live radio, like putting it live, people to hear about your stories, people to hear about stories that you are putting across the world. You know, uh, your target here is to reach more people, of course, and uh, also uh, to change the stories, the lives of people, uh, growing the community. So uh, I would also like to embrace that. Uh, and uh, I would like to use your podcasts and ETC. So I don't know if I will be allowed or uh, oh, absolutely. how can it work. No, yeah, we, we need to... We need to coordinate that, um, and yeah, definitely. It's, it's certainly something that you won't have to pay me for at all. I, I would love that, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, I would even love to, to join you for you know an interview where we can talk more about some of my ideas uh, on your platform. Um, there's so there's still so much more that I want to talk to you about. So let's uh, let's call it a night because I know you're. It's getting late over there, and uh, the internet connection has has varied a little bit towards towards the end here. But why don't we why don't we stay in touch and, and schedule a time to talk again uh, soon? You know, uh, as far as the podcast goes, and uh, yeah. before we we wrap up the recording. Is there any place that the audience listening now can go to check out what you have going on? Obviously, uh, you know, it's a, a, a Kenya-centric platform, right? We're, we're hoping to reach people in Kenya, but not just Kenyans. Uh, people all over the world can go and check out what you have going on. So so tell, tell the people where they can find you, and, and uh, I'm going to make sure all of the website URLs are linked up in the description of this podcast. Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, you can find me or, or you can find us, our media platform, on uh, Facebook, of course, on Facebook as for Muzi, 
Uh, of course, I have my personal account. I have my personal accounts, first of all. Uh, on Facebook, I'm called Uamuzi. On uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube is not my personal account. Of course, Facebook, Uamuzi. Twitter, or ex-Twitter, uh, how you can call it, I'm called Uamuzi. Uamuzi KE. Then um, on uh, Instagram, I'm called Uamuzi KE. And also... On threads, I'm called Wamuzi KE. Then uh, coming to the brand, the brand I'm called, there is Wamuzi TV KE. That is on Facebook, on Twitter, on X Twitter, on threads, on YouTube, and uh, on TikTok, of course, on TikTok. And then um, uh, Wamuzi News KE on Facebook, again, on X Twitter, again, uh, on threads, and uh, on Instagram, of course. Uh, forget, uh, I forgot to mention Instagram on Instagram and also on on YouTube and uh, and and TikTok and then there is uh, Wamuze Radio. Wamuze Radio is found on TikTok, is found on Facebook, is found on um, YouTube and uh, also Threads is found on Threads. Uh, yeah, that's majorly uh, Wamuze Radio and Wamuze TV and my personal account. Then uh, wamuzenews.co.ke is a website uh, that you can uh, access the Kenyan news, of course, and also the worldwide news. Uh, and also there is wamuzicompany.info. That is a, 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 also a website that is uh, it produces news, of course, worldwide and also news from Kenya. So that is it. Uh, that uh, And also if you want to listen to our online radio, you can go to Zeno FM, Zeno.fm, then search Wamuzi Radio. Then you will get uh, the online radio that uh, we do use to broadcast the world. So that's is it uh, on my social accounts. Right on. All right. And can I ask you, Wamuzi, is that Swahili? Yeah, it's a Swahili name meaning... Uh, 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 can I say uh, deciding? Uh, this is a decision made by many people. Okay, like a council. Uh, we would say in English, like a council. Yeah, that is it. All right. Wow. Okay. Cool. I like it. Well, hey, yeah. this has been really awesome, William. I appreciate your time. I know it's late over there on the east coast of Africa. Although you're you're far into the 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 west side of Kenya, right? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, hey, man, it's been so good getting to know you and talking to you here. And uh, for folks listening, follow up with Wamuzi. And until next time. Immerse yourself in the moment, wherever you are, in the now. All right, and that was our conversation with William Masungu from Kenya. He is the man behind Wamuzi TV. Uh, You can find him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find him on YouTube and uh, hopefully on the podcast app soon. His email is linked in the description if you want to help him out and support him on PayPal. I highly recommend you do. Um, U.S. dollars go a long way over there in Kenya, and I'd like to see him uh, get some money invested back into his media company. He needs a tripod. He needs some podcast mics, maybe a webcam, uh, so he can start doing more podcasts. Um, So, yeah, 
you like what William had to say, help him out. And hopefully we'll see more podcasters in Kenya. Maybe we'll see these kind of alternative ideas that we talk about that get banned here in America. Maybe we'll see some folks over there implementing them. I mean, it's a it's a newly forming inch infrastructure over there. Um, things are kind of just developing. So who knows? Maybe they can get uh, some diesel engines like I was trying to tell them about the, the diesel engines. But anyways, enough from me. I feel like these intros and outros need to be more organized, but um, if you want to hear the entire podcast ad-free, go over to the Patreon or the Substack to hear the whole thing, and if you do so, you'll support the show. I really appreciate when people support the show. It helps me continue to do what I do. You can always leave us a rating and review. Five stars is encouraged, of course. If you like the show, uh, be nice or be out. And yeah, Patreon or Substack is the best way to hear the entire podcast. So go over there right now to hear the rest of this interview. And uh, until next time, folks, immerse yourself in the moment wherever you are in the now. And we're going to close this podcast out with a new song from a Kenyan rap group. This is UFO, Eli, Campus Boy Sketch, and Uiji Oiji. The link and the lyrics are in the description. This is their song, Mama Africa. Enjoy. Through the pain, through the rain, through the game, I salute you, Mama Tears no more, just my mama Through the pain, through the rain, through the gain I salute you, mama, Africa Mama Africa, the only dark dot of the earth. Na kwandi kile tani kuri leave not of your wrath, but to share in your grief. Juni juzi tu in the 1950s, wame kuri release. Toka chenza bondage, napata kia quick relief after your seas. Europa kutwit bilarona, mafkiri ala fi your sons. Congo na Sierra Leone, wakanza fight your raw materials. Kisha blood diamonds, sikaleta mad iron rule. The Mugabe's in Zimbabwe, Mobutu na Idi Amin, and I hope you know who gave them guns. Mami, the same people when you only swallow Malcolm Na MLK, but that's gone anyway Had you sent Barack, now I'm on his way To slave master USA To let him know how we live ruthlessly Like yesterday, Rwanda nearly shot himself With an AK, and Jamaica got tired Packed his bag and went away So it's Mauritania too, if things don't change And oh, I need a new page Through the pain, through the rain, through the game I salute you, Mama Tears no more, just my mama Through the pain, through the rain, through the pain I salute you, mama, Africa and that is all it is about now Getting more paper, black boys are doing what now? Getting more paper, when was the last time Someone tried to call you mama? Things are getting worse now Have I told you mama? Why you had to summon your son Garang? A brother's from another mother seemed to miss the dumb Did they let you know? Mandela's free, how young is he? Shit, 93, your kids are still slaves They mining for exports and selling themselves out 
They're bribing for birth with your girls are still queens But they dying of AIDS They're worshipping still things like diamond rings Still non-moving, still the guns are shooting Still the blood's oozing, militaries ruling the people I mean the big bros are bullying the little I wish the food was as much as the guns the pain, the